Okay. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Uh, excited that spring is springing and, uh, um, you know, staying busy, which is not everyone, not everything, everything, not something anybody can, everybody can say in these That's days. True. That's true. Uh, this is, uh, I'm Ellie Rader. I'm here with another edition of the Professional Humans podcast here today with my uh, guest, Jeff Gotthelf. Uh, Jeff, if you've uh, followed the Lean Startup Movement at all, you might be familiar with his book, uh, Lean UX. Um, hopefully, you're even more familiar with his book, Sense and Respond, which, if you're a digital product nerd like I am, is uh, a really, really important book uh, in our industry. Um, here today to talk to Jeff about his new book, Forever Employable, talking about you as though I'm not looking at you over the Zoom. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome to the show, Jeff. Uh, do you want to set up your new book? Tell us what, why you wrote it. What's it about? Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Ellie. Um, so Forever Employable is a really interesting book. Um, it's been sitting in my backlog for a couple of years. For, for, for many years, I've gotten a lot of inbound requests, sort of a you know, market-based market evidence, if you will, um, asking me how I built the business that I have today, this consulting, coaching, speaking, writing business. And finally, last year, I decided to do something about all those requests and started writing Forever Employable. And it was interesting because I, one, of the, one of the hesitations about it is that, about writing it, was that this I really felt like a divergence from Lean UX and Sense and Respond in many ways. It's a much more personal book. It's not just for me because I'm writing about myself in many ways but it's also personal for the reader as opposed to building a product or a service or a company or a culture. It's about improving yourself, your career, your professional development. And I wasn't sure I was going to be able to take the audience that I built over the, the last decade or so with me on this, on this ride. But what I figured as I was writing it, it really became obvious to me that there was a, you know, I still had a very firm foot planted in the material that, people who have read any of my previous book are familiar with um, things like assumptions, hypotheses, experiments, that type of thing. But how do we take that same, those same set of ideas and apply them to ourselves, our career, our professional development to create the kind of presence, thought leadership, uh, recognized expertise that ensures that we're forever employable so that no matter what happens, whether you're an in-house employee or a consultant, uh, whether there's a reorg or a reduction in force or a pandemic or whatever it is, right? That panic of, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get laid off. I've got I've to update my resume and then apply for jobs and go on interviews. But that panic doesn't happen anymore. And that instead of jobs, instead of you chasing jobs, jobs come looking for you. So that was the, that was the goal of writing it and some of the hesitation in doing it. But it's, uh, it's done, which is super exciting. Uh, it's available for pre-order, at least on the Kindle, on Amazon right now. Um, and the whole thing will be shipped live at the end of May at this point, roughly. Or, you know, the, the, the release date says it's June 16th. I'm hoping to pull it in a couple of weeks to June 1, something like that. So, nice. So, so that's we're, just we're done. Yeah. a few weeks. Yeah, cool. very exciting. Well, I read it and I thought it was really good. It was really helpful. It came at a... Um, really timely moment for me where I've been wrestling with um, what I <laughs> what I should be doing with myself <laughs> at the moment. There's a lot changing in the world. Um, but you mentioned 
um, trying to change your, uh, bring this audience that you've built uh, along with you and, and how that might be a little bit of a switch. And I'm, I'm wondering for those of us that, that live in this world of human centered design and design thinking and, and the, you know, we have this constantly a pocket full of methodologies that we can draw from um, mm -hmm. constantly thinking in methods and whiteboards and in diagrams. <laughs> and, you know, we, we can really easily pluck those methods out that we uh, use in our work um, and apply them to ourselves. But for those who haven't been on that journey, who aren't, um, you know, don't have that fluency in, in some of these design thinking methods, what methods do you, are you recommending or thinking of um, for people who are kind of starting from scratch? Yes, yeah, so, so this, the, this is designed to be a mass market book. And so while there is, those of you who have read Lean UX and Startup Sense and Respond, you'll recognize some of the activities. It, it focuses on the qualities that I believe you need to become forever employable, to make sure that there's always uh, inbound leads, opportunities kind of finding their way to you. And, and the so we start with qualities, right? So just simply the qualities. And they're qualities that I think that some people, a lot of people probably don't believe that they have. For example, entrepreneurialism right? Um, not a quality that I thought I had for the majority of my, of, of my, of my life, really, and, and then started sort of realizing that I had taken on entrepreneurial ventures kind of throughout my life. It's just not in the standard Silicon Valley way. Um, and so kind of drawing upon that quality, the quality of self-confidence, the quality of continuous learning um, and improvement, right? So, so looking at those, looking at those as qualities that, um, can help you think through how to reinvent and reinvention, right? How to reinvent yourself continuously as the world changes around you. But there's, there's another quality in there that I don't, I don't mention, but it's starting to become a theme. I started doing this interview series on my blog um, called Forever Employable Stories. There's one up there now. I've got a second one in the queue, kind of, kind of like a podcast, but um, uh, I wasn't that formal about it, um, but the first, but, but so the first one, by the way, the first one is up on the blog and it's with um, what was a very special moment for me personally. Uh, it was with the guitarist, the current guitarist for Whitesnake. Oh my God. Um, nice. Yeah. Which was kind of a big deal for me, for, especially for 15 year old me, but you know, for, for today me as well. Um, and what the, the, and, and look, and that guy, he's the, he's the guitarist for Whitesnake. He's the guitarist for Cher. He's the guitarist for Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He writes for Guitar World Magazine. He teaches lessons over Skype. He records in his house and in hotel rooms. He collaborates, right? Um, he does master classes. Like he built, he's built this recognized expert platform about playing guitar around himself. The next guy that I've got coming up is, uh, is a celebrity photographer named Mathieu Beton. Uh, Matthew Baton is he's, uh, he's basically uh, Lenny Kravitz's uh, photographer and creative director. He's, he's been on tour with Dave Chappelle for years. Every R&B artist you can think of for the last kind of 10, 15 years. He's photographed them. He's been a designer. Uh, the, the theme across all these folks and, and the folks coming kind of further down in, in this series is discipline and hard work, right? And I think that that's what differentiates them in the marketplace is that's, there's a formula of qualities there. So while it's not a methodology like design thinking per se, right, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a mix of qualities that I think are necessary 
for people to do this that not everybody has, which I suppose is a good thing in the sense that it gives you an opportunity to really stand out in the crowd. But I will say that there are definitely elements in there of product development, as we know and love in the digital world, applied to yourself and your career. So once you've kind of established where you'd like to be and what direction you'd like to head in, well, how do you know what to say, how to say it, what channel, what format, what length, right? Podcasts, videos, writing, blogging, speaking, teaching, whatever it is. And that's when this whole idea of experimentation and evidence-based decision-making comes in, right? So I'm going to launch an experiment, right? I'm going to put up a landing page for a, um, a talk I want to give or a workshop I want to teach, um, and then see if people buy tickets. And if they don't buy tickets, I'm going to throw that, that, that idea away and try to understand whether there's a better way for me to, to do what I want to do. So fundamentally, there are qualities you need to have, but the book also has very specific steps that you can take that are not technical in any way, but if you're familiar with design thinking and lean startup and agile, they'll be very familiar to you. Be very natural. Sure. As yeah. one of the, I want to dig into that just a little bit more because uh, I think um, the, the process of understanding yourself and what you're good at um, is easy to say to someone, go figure out what you love to do and go figure out what <laughs> you're good at. But how many times have you given someone career advice and you tell them an insight about themselves that has never occurred to them before? I didn't know I was good at that. You know, when you think about mm -hmm. yourself and not realizing that you're good at, um, you know, or didn't recognize yourself as an entrepreneur for a while, you probably got to that rec recognition, that realization over a series of conversations with people. So is there a way that, that people can start to dig in, especially now as we're disconnected, to understand things about ourselves that, you know, self-awareness is kind of a team sport, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So what advice do you have? Yeah, so look, there's, there's an exercise that I talk about in the book, and I think that, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out a series of tools out there as well to kind of support some of these exercises. But I think initially you've got to do, I think there's an exercise you have to do by yourself first, and then sort of show it and, and see and see what, what happens, but uh, what kind of um, what kind of feedback you get. But there's there's this kind of Venn diagram exercise that I think is a great place to start. Where the first circle is your experience, your expertise, and your passions. Right. So what have you done? What are you good at? And what do you love? And and those are not always the same thing. And there might be other things that like in your personal life, especially that um, you might not take serious. Like for example, when I um, I talk about in the book about planting your flag, right? The first step is planting your flag. It's choosing a, a direction, a con like what we're talking about here. Um, when I decided to plant my flag, I thought about design. I thought about, you know, lean, lean UX, agile, and all this kind of stuff. But I also, you know, I play, I, I play, I play piano my whole life, and I played in bands for years. And I happened to have a, for years, I had a collection of vintage electric pianos. And I happened to know a, Cliff Clavin like amount of information about <laughs> vintage vintage electric pianos, right? And so that's a thing that I listed, right? So there was all this other stuff plus kind of a personal passion there, right? So that's that's so list all that stuff in the first circle. I think in the second circle, you want to look at trends, right? What are the trends that you're seeing? Cultural trends, technological trends, political trends, uh, socioeconomical trends, consumption trends, uh, that that type of thing. Um, where, where kind of where's the world headed? 
Um, and then in the third one, I would add an audience. So where, you know, where are there lots of people right now? What are the people looking, um, kind of what types of audiences are there and how big are those audience sizes? And I think if you can find a nexus of the, the your experience and expertise, uh, where the world is heading and a fairly decent audience size, that should give you a few options to think about as you start to head forward. Um, one of those, so that's kind of an exercise to do by yourself, bouncing those ideas that you get two, three, four different directions off of your peers, your colleagues, your family, your friends is a really great next step to kind of get a sense of whether they, you're even perceived as an expert in, a, in that field or um, what their thoughts are about you kind of establishing yourself as an expert in that field. I think that that's a really good uh, way, um, way forward. I think that, that that starts to really provide that that feedback and then right based on that you start to do your experiments right so launch a few tweets uh, about a certain thing or po post something on facebook or on instagram or record a short video and see how it resonates and see who listens and who responds the the main the main measure of success in all of this not unlike product development is can you get people to change their behavior Right, so recording the video is not a measure of success. Even writing the book, although that's a, it's an accomplishment and you should definitely be applauded for it. Um, it's not a measure of success, right? Did people buy the book? Did people read the book? Do they review the book? Do they tell their friends about it? Do they talk about it on the internet? Does it impact the way that they work, right? Those are the, that's, those are the ultimate measures of success. Can you get people to change their behavior based on what you're providing them? And um, if you can, then your material is resonating. You've chosen the right material, the right audience, the right channel. And if not, well, you can iterate on that and move that forward. So um, that's, nice. the, that's the basis of it. That's helpful. Uh, I have to ask you this because I, I haven't experienced this yet. Um, but is there a point where your journey to internet fame uh, <laughs> has you too famous and everyone assumes you're set and you don't need, you know, cause the, the, the hypothesis here is you don't need to go looking for your next job. Your next job will come and find you. But is there a point where your thought leadership has reached a point where people think you're no longer available uh, for gigs? Yeah. It kind of made me think of that. Uh, there's that whole thing where like in high school, they're like, ask the pretty girl to the prom and, and they're like, <laughs> You know, like, no, she's already been asked. Right. 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 But then she's sitting home alone and no one's asking her because she doesn't everyone, know why. she's already been asked. Right. That's exactly. exactly. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, so, so being the pretty girl. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, um, at this point, no. I mean, I, you know, I, I, it, it's fascinating to me because, look, I, I, I feel like uh, I definitely do biz dev. I feel like the, the con it's content marketing, right? Value-driven content marketing. Right? That's the sure. business development, the majority of it. Um, there are still inbound leads that come in, certainly, and that happens a lot. So, so no, it's not, it's not an issue. Um, I definitely get a lot of, oh, my God, you responded, right? So that's, that's kind of – that's weird to me. Like, my inbox is almost empty. I'm very good. I'm kind of OCD about the inbox. <laughs> and so, um, you know, they're like, oh my God, you responded, or I can't believe you're available, or that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of like there, there's, always, there's always slack. Um, and and part, part of that is by design, right? Because there are, there's 
I always want to leave a little bit of, of availability or bandwidth for something interesting, something new, something different, something that will teach me the next thing. Right. So, so I've got this big gig right now with this, with this big organization in India. And, you know, I was going there once a month until the lockdowns kicked in and now we're doing everything remotely. That has been a tremendous learning experience. I've, I've learned, you know, I've been involved with that for months now and, and every day, every week I'm learning something new that makes me better with the next gig. So I always try to leave a little bit of slack. And for now, knock on wood, um, you know, the, Virtual phone keeps ringing, so that's good. Right, and you've remained very approachable. Maybe you weren't approachable before. I didn't know you before. You were famous on the internet, <laughs> but you seem very approachable. Right. Uh, so there right. must be I, something about that in how you just conduct your business. Yeah, look, I was a, I was a real ass ten years ago. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> didn't answer the phone. I'm too right. far too important. Far too right. Important. I'm too I'm too unemployed to answer the phone. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I look. I definitely look. Approachability is is the key for me, right? And I and I love that. And and when you get look, I, I think that it, it's off. It's it's authentic, right? It's authenticity. And I credit a majority of my success to to being me and being authentic and being reachable and approachable. Uh, I'll, I'll give you another example. Um, I uh, so for the book, I wanted someone to write the forward for it, right? And I was I was considering a few people, and I always tend to kind of aim high for for the first set and, and not that and to be clear dory clark was you know top five for me on the list and she wrote it and she's amazing and i'm thrilled that she wrote it so this is no no disrespect to her in any in any sense but i um i reached i you know the, my first the first three outreaches were uh ariana huffington kind of aim, aim big right okay. seth godin and uh gary vaynerchuk right so um i heard nothing from ariana huffington not, not a surprise i suppose uh sure Gary Vaynerchuk wanted me to, I mean, I got this from, not directly from him, but from his people. He wanted me to buy $15,000 worth of wine to get 15 minutes on the phone with him. Wow. Um, yeah. And Seth Godin replied to my email and politely said no. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, right. But, but, but look, but to me, like of those three people, like Seth's stock went up dramatically for me sure simply because god knows how many emails that guy gets right sure. compared, compared to me and and he was kind enough to take 30 seconds 45 seconds or whatever it is address me with my name right and and just you know in one sentence politely decline saying he, he doesn't do it or he's busy i can't remember what it was um for that to me connects you with that person and that to me um is the key to kind of building some of that platform as well yeah. as being approachable, being authentic and being humble, right? Yeah. Being humble and saying, listen, I appreciate you reaching out, right? I can't do this right now. I'm sort of busy at this other thing, but good luck. Send me a copy kind of thing when it's done. Yeah. Be a human being. It's totally okay to say no, but yes. be a human while you're at it. Cool. Uh, that leads me to my next question. So in your book, you mentioned, you know, some of the, the thought leaders that, that you, um, you know, follow or know or, or have had interactions with, and they're really the, the OG of digital product design, right? There is Jared Spool, desk trainer from, from Intercom. You didn't mention desk trainer specifically. I added that. You've mentioned Intercom. I'm just a yep. huge fangirl of desk. Uh, yep. Eric Reeves, yep. Seth Godin. So 
you know, and including yourself in that, we've we've followed your thought leadership in, in digital product design. And what I'm wondering, as you're out in the world talking to people, what's the younger generation thinking of that, you know, certainly, certainly when the current OG of digital uh, came out with these ideas about how to do it better and, and how to be more efficient and, and just at, even how to have more fun at what you're doing because you had a better approach. Uh, a lot of people who had already been doing it were like, oh my God, I, why didn't I think of it this way? This is, this is so helpful. What is the next generation coming out with that's going to disrupt uh, disrupt your your group? <laughs> I uh, nothing, nothing will nothing disrupt me. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in indisruptible. I'm the Kodak. I'm the Kodak <laughs> of, of the thought leadership world. Uh, <laughs> the blockbuster of the of the thought leadership world. Um, no, uh, you know, you know, it's interesting. It's funny. Uh, you, you, made, you reminded me of a of, an, of a, a talk I gave. Gosh, uh, ten years ago, eight eight nine years ago, could be ten. It was at um, at Foursquare, so uh, in New York. Oh, back yeah, when Foursquare was was way. Say where you were. Yeah, you check in on Foursquare, right? By the way, they're, they're a massive data company and, and, and really kind of dropping the whole check-in thing. They become the location engine for almost everything on sure. the web, which is super interesting. Yeah. But, um, but back when they were kind of on the way up and becoming this kind of, okay, I'm the mayor of this bar, I'm the mayor of the Burger King next to my house or whatever it is, right? Um, I, I remember this, and this is eight or nine years ago, I remember giving a talk at Foursquare to their designers and their developers. And it's a startup, high-growth startup. Everybody there uh, was... 25 or younger, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I'm, uh, I'm getting up on stage uh, in front of them, and I'm talking about the differences between Waterfall and Agile. And it's blank stares. So blank what, stares. What even is Waterfall? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. What is it? I, we, I don't, like, we don't know what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> because the, 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 really, I mean, the only way we know how to build products is this kind of new uh, digital you know, two week two week releases because they're building apps, right? So every two weeks we're, we're we're releasing. Now look, they weren't exactly agile or lean or whatever it is, right? But but nevertheless, they had no, no concept of the the kind of the the old ways of working, mm -hmm. if you will. And so what what I think is going to happen is that at some point they will become the majority of the people in the workforce. And, and, and so then it's just a matter of, okay, what's the kind of, you know, so, so the, 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 the comparisons that they'll move into leadership positions. Right. And so, so getting into a world where we're like, Hey, we're digitally transforming companies or we're increasing the agility of these businesses becomes a moot point. Yeah. And then we kind of end it really becomes a sense. It's, it's no longer a transformation or an implementation but more so a, um, it's a, native. a what's native and then, so, and then it's an evolution of that. Right. So for example, but I don't like, and, and maybe this is arrogant of me kind of a, in a, in a Kodak or blockbuster kind of way, but I don't believe that the qualities of humility, curiosity, continuous learning, customer centricity and evidence-based decision-making are ever going to go away. Like that strikes, that strikes me that we might call it something else. We might put a different label, a different set of processes and methodologies on top of it. Mm -hmm. 
But it doesn't strike me like those ideas will ever go away as good ideas for how to run a business and build products and services that people love. Um, the names, you know, like, will we still be here in 20 years doing sprints? I, I, I don't know, maybe, I, but, but probably not, right? It'll be called something else or it'll be, it'll be a far different process but the, It'll be the called space of, jumps the, or something space right exactly <laughs> leaps <laughs> right? um but what, what, whatever it's called right is that it's i think the qualities will be the same it's just that i think ultimately we're going to lose i imagine we'll lose kind of the waterfall artifacts and that type of thing and sure and, and you know, beyond that I, I don't know i don't know i'm getting disrupted i keep looking i keep i keep uh trying to figure it out so i get ahead of it <laughs> So maybe you're forever employable for now. Forever employable <laughs> for now. That, that was the second choice for the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, I can't wait to go work for those kids. And I hope, they, uh, I hope they bring their thought leadership and new ideas out into the world after they read your book. Can we talk about White Snake for just another minute? Forever, yeah. Funny story. My mm. mom, this may be TMI, my mom was a, like she guided people through uh, like hip, hypnosis, like transcendental meditation. Okay. And she used to, one of her clients was the lead singer of Whitesnake who, David I guess yeah, who I guess got, would get stage fright. Really? Yeah, I never got wow. to meet him. It's also possible that my mom made all of that up. Right. But in my right. heart, it's true. That's amazing. I mean, he's been on stage for 40 years. Yeah, I mean, so, she, she only had a few sessions with him, according to right. her. But. That's amazing. Well, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm shocked to, to see that, given that, I, you know, he, he's, but that's, that's an amazing story. I should, had I known, I would have asked Joel, the guitarist from White Snake, if he knew anything about that. Well, maybe you can call him back and just see. <laughs> just be like, hey, this is, what I, this is what I heard. Can you tell me something about your boss? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So your book is coming out sometime between June and, or May and June. Uh, so between so, June 1st and moon. June 16th, right? Yeah. yeah but no, it's, 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 the date is June 16th. I'm just going to okay. try to pull it in by a couple of weeks. That's all. But currently June 16th is the date. Yes. And we can pre-order it now on Kindle. Correct. For sure. And there yes. will be tools and tips and tricks and interviews available on your website, which I will link to. What's just one um, piece of advice that you want to leave our guests, the professional humans with today? There's a phrase that I learned watching a TED talk, which sounds like so cliche, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a, it's a Ted talk by a guy named Astro Teller, which is an awesome name. Yeah. Uh, Ast Astro Teller is the director of X Alphabet's moonshot factory, the, their innovation factory where they make internet balloons and self-driving cars. And he's got a Ted talk. And in that Ted talk, he uses a phrase that I, I, I love. And I, I, ever since I heard it, I've kept it for, for myself and I use it all the time. And the phrase is enthusiastic skepticism. Right. I like that. If you're looking to, to summarize kind of earlier, I talked about all these qualities of being forever employable. If you were to kind of distill that down into one phrase, it's enthusiastic skepticism. Enthusiastic skepticism means that I know that I'm doing a good job. 
I know that I've built a, a cool thing or that I've built a great career or that I'm, I'm very good at my job or, or that whatever it is that I do. But I am enthusiastic about finding ways to get better or to improve the thing that I made or the thing that I do. And I think that if you can embody that enthusiastic skepticism, that makes you forever employable, right? Because you're always going to learn. You're always going to improve. You're always going to go figure out what worked and what didn't work. And you're, you're always going to kind of move forward. And to me, that's the most important thing. The people who I know in my life that are, that, that panic every time there's a reorg or, or a shift in corporate strategy or a pandemic or whatever it is, right? Or a dot-com bubble burst, what, what, whatever happens, right? Those are the folks who get super, super comfortable in their nine to five job. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I, I don't, I don't want to sound like disparaging in any sense of the word, right? But if that's you, then every time there's one of these sort of events, that panic kicks in for you, right? And for the yep. folks who, who don't, don't feel that, those are the folks who I believe are enthusiastically skeptical. That's really, really helpful. I love that. Also, Good. did you say internet balloons? Yeah, you know how they were gonna float like a Zuck, not Zuckerberg, but um, maybe Zuckerberg too, but Google um, was thinking about how to cover kind of very remote parts of the earth with, oh, uh, sure. with internet. Right, so they were going to float these kind of weather balloons, these big kind of big, you know, kind of long uh, balloons, huge balloons over certain parts of Africa, New Zealand, like all of these super remote kind of parts of the world, and blast internet down from these balloons. That's not why we have satellites. I guess I guess they don't cover these oh. super remote areas. I, okay. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like they could park them over any part of the earth if they wanted to. If it's balloons, I, that's the best, right? Internet balloons in my head uh, had a, there was a different image there. So, um, <laughs> thank you for the clarification, uh, Jeff. Thank you so much for talking uh, to me today. I can't wait for everybody to be able to read your book. It's it's really helpful and, and really inspiring. So, thanks for putting yourself into your uncomfort zone and writing it. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate uh, this, Ellie. Thanks so much for interviewing me. It's been a blast. Yeah, thank you.